Join Unrivaled with Alex Curie and Scott Mitchell Thursday at the warehouse from 3 to 6 p.m. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Oh, man, I need you to help. Boom! Big boom. There, I'll do it. Thank you. Thank you gotta, so much. You got you to hold on to that I voice. I was getting called up to do it. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Boom! Not bad, not bad for your first boom. It's not my first. I've actually done it for PK in the past when you've been. No, nah, he, he wasn't a virgin with his booms. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Just dump that yak. Never a dull moment. <laughs> All right, we got uh, multiple questions out here. We got people reacting. Uh, we got the basketball question. What is wrong with the Jazz? Back-to-back home losses. Losers of four of the last five. Four losses in eight days. And they violated one of the NBA's un- unwritten rules. Thou shalt, sp- thou shalt split two games if they are played versus the same opponent in one week. And they lost so them both in Miami. That only works for the Jazz if they win the first game because we create excuses as to why they can't win the second game. That is the law of probability in the NBA. It happens a lot. But the Jazz didn't do it. They got beat. So what's wrong? Trouthead says they can't shoot. They don't play defense other than Rudy. And the owner sucks. Man, what? people are pissed about the politics, PK. That's what it comes down to. They got nothing else to be mad at Ryan about. It's politics. What's he said now? I don't know that he said anything now. But it's the whole last year. I can't keep up. I know. Ed doesn't go to the politics. He says they're chuckers. Awful basketball. You know, I was thinking about this here in the last break. Uh, what are they? They're eight and four. Eight and five now. Eight and five now. So if they were twelve and one, we would say, "Oh yeah, but it's early. It's early." You know, we don't want them to be peaking so soon. We'll yes. see what happens here. So they've lost a few ball games. Oh, the sky's falling. Yes. But yeah, if they would be, if they'd be twelve and one, nah. Come on, come on, relax. I mean, it's it, it doesn't matter. Let's see what they can do in in May and June. So no matter what, and that, that's great about it because there's so much passion with the Jazz. But no matter what, we're going to come up with uh, a negative viewpoint of it because everybody wants them to win so much, so bad that. Uh, we don't want to get overly optimistic, but yet when things struggle, oh my gosh, they need to make changes. You got to get rid of Joe. Come on, he's a hundred years old now. I mean, we just we go crazy on this stuff here. Yeah, it's not just Joe. Actually, we got uh, I'll have Joe, to whomever. find I just it. Pick Joe. I know, but we got we had somebody here who's like they had to move Joe, Joe and Royce, and the perimeter defense isn't good enough. I'm like, you're gonna move Royce, and you think that's gonna help the perimeter defense? I am not following your logic because you got none. Well, I mean, you have to look at what Royce is making and where he fits in the puzzle because it's yeah. a big economic puzzle into a bit. In oh, absolutely. It would be a big talent uh, yep. puzzle. Yep. So uh, I would just uh, they're in a slump right now. There's no doubt about it. So in, in a sense, you know, let's have the slump in November. Uh, right. I mean, yeah. they're not it's not like they're worse than they were last year. I can't believe that. And, you know, we know what they did in the regular season last year. So if you're going to have a slump, have it as early as possible. And then, that, you know, Jerry Sloan, you know, a lot of the, had a profound influence on a lot of us. And, you know, what are you made of now? Let's see what you got, that type of thing. His, his words, several coaches in our community whose words will ring in my ears long after they're done coaching and in some cases long after they're done living on earth. And he's one of them. He's right at the top. And so I channel the stuff that he would say because we've interviewed him a million times. Oh, and we've yeah. seen two million interviews. 
And so let, let's see. Let's see what you got now. So I find this is an interesting time because, yeah, metaphorically for life, you know, no matter who you are, you're on top of the world and then, boom, it can be gone. And, and what do you do? You know, anybody can ride the, the great times. That's not hard. But what do you do in the, in, the, in the down times, in the bad times? How do you rebound from them? And I don't want to get too dramatic here because it is basketball that we're talking about. But nevertheless, it is basketball, and they are in a downtime. So what do they do? How do they respond? And they got plenty of opportunities to respond. They've got 69 of them, don't they? <laughs> if you want to do the math. Well, if you don't count the playoffs. Well, yeah. The truth is, whatever you do in the regular season, if you win 16 times in the playoffs... And I know what people are going to say, and you and I talked about this last year, you can win the playoffs as a three or four seed. But the fact is, most teams don't. If you're the three or four seed, it's usually a question of when do you go out. If you're going to win it all, you're usually a one or two seed. Not always. There are exceptions. We can all look them up and find them. But, you know, and, and, and if you want to set the seed aside and say, well, whoever's got the best record, are you within five to six games of them in the standings? That's another way to look at it. So don't lose touch. But I think people... Didn't want to believe the Warriors are back. And the Warriors started 11-1. Now they lost. They're 11-2. And and we'll see. You know, they'll play a bunch of road games here. And they've had a home-heavy schedule. Curry was 7-22. It happens. Right. If he doesn't shoot it well and you're on the road and Klay Thompson isn't back yet, you're going to get beat. But is there just – is there a lot of separation from the Jazz and the top teams? Are they making – mistakes and having issues that they've had before and is going to bite them again. Now, there are, everybody isn't on this. Actually, there are people who are right in line with what you just said. Aaron said, you know, what do I think? Nothing. It's November. You can ask this question if they come up short in the postseason for the billionth time. A long way to go before that. It's not like I can't take it seriously, but we haven't even hit Thanksgiving yet. I haven't seen a snowflake. The (laughs) only one I saw yesterday was in Green Bay. And until I see snowflakes... It's hard for me to really, really bear down on any long-lasting implications and guarantees and that type of thing because it's so long of a season and we're barely into it. Uh, and, and we'd be throwing up a bunch of caution flags if they had one or two losses. Uh, yeah, but you know the storm is coming. Yeah, well, we would. Storm, storm has come. It's, it's here, all right? It's, it's Right now it's a mini storm. It's not... It's not uh, whatever they do. We haven't, we haven't given this a, a name. You know what I mean? <laughs> give those, nice. Those a name. I like it. <laughs> You're definitely a guy who grew up on the eastern side of the country following this stuff. In the West, we were worried about the earthquakes. I mean, made the weather on the news, but then we moved on. So I'm going to hold off. You know, if, if, if we get uh, the past Thanksgiving and seven out of eight or something, okay. But right now, nothing is nothing regarding this team. And my outlook on it has changed. Absolutely none. Because I expected a downtime. I didn't necessarily expect it now. But it's here now. So get back to what you do. Yock, mark this down. PK's turned into the voice of the reason, and I'm the one getting antsy. (laughs) We've switched roles. What is here? Yeah. And I get what you're saying. There is truth to it. But I, I am a little antsy. I am a little on edge. I said multiple times, I think these guys are really talented. I think they have a legitimate shot at the talent. I re- so or title. at the title. They have, I really like the roster. I think I like what they did in the offseason. I do have questions about Rudy Gay, which we don't need on a Monday during football season. I will save those questions for later in the week. Remind me. And if, if PK forgets, remind me, listeners, but we're not going to get into you it. You mean Salt Lake City Stars call up Rudy Gay? So, 
<clears throat> we will get to that coming up. But the lack of urgency bugs me, and there are plenty of people. Tony here, zero intensity from the start. I thought oh, against Miami. Okay, you got me there. I thought that um, Donovan was right. He used the word embarrassing, and I thought Conley was spot on as he broke down the 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 lack of urgency, the lack of ability to play a complete game. They don't have the right mindset and focus. It is what they are trying to do is very hard, and it takes an urgency and a focus, and it really does take, even though none of us want to hear it because we have to hear it from you, and we're just sick of hearing it from you, but it does take the jersey edge, the mentality that I'm going to grind, and if something comes up, I'm just going to chew it up and spit it out. They're doing this freeway project on I-80 and I-215, maybe other places too, but I've had to drive by it. And they're jackhammering up all the concrete, and they put it into this huge metal bin. If you drive these freeways, you've seen it. And they grind up the concrete and spit it out, and I suppose that's because they repurpose it and they reuse it, and they don't have to haul away to the dump then. They somehow reuse it in the project or whatever. That's what you got to be. you got to be able to chew concrete if you're going to get through the NFL or the NBA, these massive seasons, these super physical sports and get through it and do all the travel and get to the championship. And they're not showing that. But there is plenty of time to do that. But they got two days off and they got another home game. And the schedule does matter in the NBA and it is set up in their favor. PK, do you think the Sixers are coming in at full strength? No. That's another reason. So, and, and I don't know, because somebody can go 10 or 12 from three and win a game, and you can play well, and it just didn't yeah, go your way. So right. I do want to see what the game looks like, but my expectations are, all right, they've identified the problem. In the case of Mike Conley, specifically to the point. Now fix it. You got the two days off to get the legs underneath you. Let's go. The shooting worries me the least. Creating the right shots, that's something you can worry about. I think they've gotten open shots and they've missed them, and they got too many good shooters for this to keep happening. I do think that the switching bugs them, and that leads to more dribbling, and the offense doesn't look right. But this is where Quinn usually starts slow and it gets better. Over the course of practices and games and film sessions, they will get better. Now, are they going to get good enough to handle Denver? I'm not sure. Are the Warriors going to sustain this? You know, your questions, these are why we watch the games, and this is why we love it. The Jazz are not head and shoulders above the West. They aren't. They might be the best. Nobody is. Good point. Unless I'm wildly underestimating the Warriors, which I don't think I am. And I think the Warriors, when they try to bring Klay Thompson back, are going to go through a rough spot. But they might have time to fix that before the playoffs, too. Uh, something we can talk to Locke about on Friday. I know he'll have opinions on this. So all of this is sitting out there for the Jazz. And I find it super intriguing, and it bugs me when they have big games that overlap with football games. If there was anything that irritated me about the Utes this weekend, I expected them to wrap that game up by halftime, and I was going to watch that first half at home, drive down to the station, and be there for the start of the Jazz game because the second half of the Ute game wasn't going to matter. And it turned out the Ute game was still intense and still mattered, and the Jazz were underway, and we're down 17-5, and I was struggling to keep track of both games and go to work. Tick me off. Come on. The burden. Sort out my day for me. Let's go. I think there's one thing that I said last year that people scoffed at, and I think it's coming to pass this year. I think I was prophetic when I made that statement last year that the, the MVP of this team last year was clearly George Niang, 
and I think we're seeing it now. <laughs> nice. He'll be back Tuesday night. He has been shooting the ball. He's been playing a lot more minutes, and he's been shooting the ball well. Just had a, uh, a rare bad game. He's been off to a really good start this year. I mean, I would suspect that the reception for him would be better than Bronco Mendenhall got with BYU because I think George Niang meant that much to the Jazz. People liked him. He had fun in front of the cameras, and people want that, they crave that, and they bond with the guys who do it. So he'll get a nice reaction. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Coming up next, the whole game plan for the Aggies is make sure you're down by 10 and then start playing and winning on the road. It's a bizarro script, and yet it's worked for them five road games in a row, and now at the brink. The cusp, if you will, PK. Of a Mountain Division title. We'll talk with Blake Anderson, Aggies head coach, after an excellent turnaround at San Jose State. Stay with us. This is Hanson Scotty. Let's do it. Forward for the Utah Jazz, Eric Pascal. What's running through your mind as you stand up and you go to step on the court for the first start of those minutes that you're going to be taking in tonight? I'll just bring energy. Literally, that's all I think of. Like, you play the game the right way and everything will fall in place. I mean, that's something that I've learned. You like the game coming to you and you always, uh, one thing you can control, you can't control if the shot goes in all the time, but you can control the energy that you bring every day. So that's one thing I try to do. And my dad always used to tell me, like, defense and energy travels. Shot always may not fall, but if you play defense, play hard, you can always control that. So I always just have that mindset going in every game. What kind of a show is this? Catch Hans Olsen and Scotty G every day from noon to 3 on 97.5 1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com Purchase a Ford Fan Zone all-you-can-eat ticket to an upcoming jazz game and receive unlimited hot dogs, soda, popcorn, nachos, and ice cream, starting as low as $30 per ticket. Visit utahjazz.com or call 325-2999 to buy your Ford Fan Zone all-you-can-eat tickets now. Blake Anderson, Utah State football coach, will be joining us momentarily here on The Zone as the Aggies win again at San Jose State. PK. Yeah. You were as bullish on Utah State as anyone I knew, and they are outstripping your expectations. I think you have to agree with that. Yeah, I think that is true. Uh, 5-0 on the road, that's just incredible. Yep. I mean, you look at that. So many, so many big wins, dramatic wins. They're not done yet, and Blake doesn't want to hear about it now, but this is a dream <laughs> season. Blake Anderson, Utah State football coach, joining us right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Coach, good morning. Good morning. When you're on hold and you hear PK say, this is a dream season, and I don't disagree with him because, well, I agree with him. It is a dream season. What's your immediate uh, reaction? Not done yet. Not a kid, coach. Straight Kobe on you. Just um, still tons of stuff to do and finish. It's, it all it all falls apart if we don't stay focused and just and keep getting better. You know, that's the best game we've played. And it came at a great time in a really, you know, for us, a tough environment. I mean, you're playing the defending champs, and they're more than capable of, of working you over if you don't if you don't play well. And our guys responded. So you go right back to it and say, all right, now what? And it's um, a difficult team coming in from Wyoming that's physical and big, and we don't play our best ball. You know, all of it won't matter. We'll be watching somebody else play in the championship game in a few weeks. And that, that would certainly suck. I like that. I like that attitude. And when you talk about focus, I think focus and confidence sort of run hand in hand. If you have one, you have the other. And if you have 
uh, one, you might have the other two backwards in that vice versa type thing. Um, how has this team been able to grow in its focus, in its confidence? Because I've seen growth from where it was in September to where it is now. Yeah, completely different team than we started with. Not not that, obviously, we, we did some really cool things early, but uh, even I, I'm not even sure we expected it and probably didn't. We just were trying to go out and be the best team we could, and little by little, team came together, and I don't even know if team really comes – I don't even think that's a good word. It's really a family. Super close-knit. I have uh, become very, very um, – a very tight locker room transfers. You wouldn't know who's a transfer and who's not at this point. It's just a bunch of guys that really are enjoying play. And I don't know if y'all watched the video of the dudes dancing on the sideline the other night. I mean, they love what they're doing. And so we've, we've transformed in a lot of ways. I, I think little by little – the reality of what we have a you know opportunity to do is, is set in, and we finally talked about it for the first time last week, uh, and, I, and I feel like they handle it very very well. I, I think it probably helped them to be able to to be able to start talking about. All right, coach, we know you know we all know where we're at, and we started talking about finishing the job and and getting better each week and being at our best. Uh, so it's been a process and it's been fun to watch a very mature group of guys handle it the right way. So you do talk about all that stuff, and you want to get off to great starts, but for the fifth consecutive road game, you're down by double digits. It's 14-0 in the second quarter, and you're laughing now. But I wonder if you're laughing on the sideline, because watching the game, I thought, I'm not biting. I know these guys can come back. And even I didn't expect you to score 24 points on four possessions and clearly be in control of the game at halftime. What, What were you thinking when it was going wrong, and what were you thinking when it starts to turn? Well... When it's going wrong, I'm like, well, it can't get much worse. We we just were making some very, very silly mistakes. Quarterback threw an absolute terrible ball. Obviously, our right tackle went down, and Cole came in, and and they've got a couple of the best pass rushers in the league. Forty, forty two is a freak. That dude can play, uh, and, and we knew that was going to be a problem. But I I don't know. It just you just felt like on the sideline and, and just in the stadium. I've been in a lot of them. You felt like we were right where we needed to be. The points weren't 14 points wasn't going to win the game, and that we really were owning them up front defensively, and that they were going to struggle, and that we were just a hair off on offense. We, we had guys open. We had a couple just like all right, just hang tight. And as soon as we got the first score, it our our entire sideline just just big sigh of relief. All right, here we go. Never got down, no no arguing on the sideline, really just guys picking each other up, defensive guys walking by the off. Hey, coach, guys, we got you. Don't worry about it. We got you. I never saw a panic. We haven't seen that all year. And in this particular environment, it was it was crucial. Uh, and then, the, man, from that point on, you're right, 48-3 to three from that point on, it was about as good a butt whooping as you're going to as you're going to get. So it wouldn't be a Utah State game, particularly a road game, without you winning, without you coming from behind, and without Logan Bonner coming to come off the field with injuries, right? <laughs> yeah, he got hit pretty good. Uh, their their defensive front is really good and have gotten to everybody. He got hit a few times. I uh, got hit a few couple times late, too, but uh, just keeps getting himself up off the turf. I, I, he was in here all day yesterday, says he's, he's fine. He's, a, you know, as like anybody, beat up, sore. Coach, I'll be fine. He's he's tough. He, that's the way he grew up. 
and uh, and he just can, continues to get up off the turf and, and make plays. I was probably as pleased with the couple times that he moved the chains with his feet as I was any of the throws that he made. Those came at critical times when the game was still absolutely in question, and one of them down in the in the score zone that we we absolutely had to have on an off schedule down. So he's um, beat up, but not but but not at a point where he can't be effective. The way I figure it, when he has a steak, he probably doesn't even cook it. <laughs> you may be right. I don't know. <laughs> so we're all used to Devin Tompkins making plays, and he made more plays, five catches, 127 yards. It's just outrageous, 25 yards per catch. Uh, but I think if I remember one catch in that game a month from now, it's going to be Derek Wright's adjustment on the touchdown ball. that He's pinned against the sideline, the the corner's got position. It might be an interception. Maybe you can break it up. And instead, he just pauses for an instant, knifes inside, grabs that thing and scores. I thought that was a terrific adjustment. Is that the kind of play that sends a jolt of energy through the entire sideline? Well, especially at that particular time. Yeah, we're up at that point, but it, it's still just kind of there at a, at a point where we need to stretch it out. And to make that – they got 13 guys on the field. We're able to get the ball snapped and get them get a free play. I think we we may lead the country in free plays this year. Um, but I've had I've had seasons where we got those, and it's just a five yard penalty. We've scored in that environment three or four, maybe five times this season, and that's just something you don't normally get. I, I told Derek he was just slow enough, just slow enough that he slipped right back inside. If he'd been if he'd actually been a fast wide receiver, he'd probably been way out in front of the guy, but he's just slow enough that he naturally just bent it back in and made the catch. He caught every ball thrown to him the other night. It didn't matter if guys were draped on him or not. I really thought he got his toe in on the other one uh, early or later in the game that was reviewed. Uh, just phenomenal hands, great, great uh, just knack for finding the ball with traffic around him. He's done it every week. I know DT gets a lot of pub, and he deserves it, but Derek has had a phenomenal season in his own right. Yeah, I was also going to speak to you about the collection of receivers. You're coming in, and we know about Tompkins. You knew about Tompkins. But as you look at it, you're not done yet. I understand that. To me, the collection of receivers and how good they've been has been a little bit of a surprise. How about to you? Well, I I think – we we felt like when we first got here and got out on the field, we we saw some some skill, but you didn't see a ton of catches on film by anybody. You know, Jordan Nathan was hurt all off season. Really, never got to see him play. I think what we've got out of Griff, what Derek Wright has done, we knew what Brandon Bowling could do. I know the the you know the fan base here really hadn't seen him. We knew what he would bring to the table, and even a guy like Kyle Van Leeuwen that, that stepped in and made some huge huge catches. Uh, Carson Terrell at, at tight end has got great hands, and he kind of just always shows up when you need him most. I, I don't know that we really saw it being this diverse. We always try to use as many weapons as we can. I think it takes a lot of pressure off of everybody when you spread it around. But we've gotten some huge, huge catches from really each one of those guys in in big key moments when we had to have it. And you think about the big catch that. McGriff had against Vegas that ends up extending a drive. Uh, the catch you just talked about, Derek Wright's had several of those this year in key games with guys draped on him, Brandon Bowling, same thing. Uh, the fourth down play that we got out of Carson Terrell uh, against Air Force that, that allows us to – every one of those guys has stepped up 
Uh, and that's really the how we want to do it. That's the way we plan it. But you don't always have that ability. So I, I think everybody in that group deserves a lot of credit for being ready when their number's called. So you got Wyoming coming up, and uh, you know on the surface, okay, they're five and five. Anything could happen. But they started four and zero, winning non conference games, and they got into conference and they've gone one and five. And just about the time you want to dismiss them, they beat CSU, and they beat CSU more decisively than the Aggies did. And then they played Boise State really close. They had a late turnover that kind of messed what up whatever chance they had there at the end of the game. So the last couple of weeks have been better. What do you see from Wyoming on film? Where where do they threaten you guys? You know they're really really big and physical, and, and that's not necessarily our our strong suit. We're quick, and, and it played in our favor this week against San Jose. Quick, fast, run well. But uh, this, you know, very similar to the issue we dealt with when we played Colorado State, these guys are going to pack them in, come straight downhill. They settled in on a quarterback, and and that's where you know they go into Colorado State and run the ball up and down the field against a very good Colorado State defense. They kept the total down the other night against Boise and played them well. I mean, they basically have a chance to go down and go ahead if they don't throw the pick. It, they they frustrated them all night, stayed in the game. So. It's a, it's an old-school, physical, uh, ball-control, field-position-type game that you're going to get played. And that's what Craig Bowles is about. It's how he won all those championships that, uh, before he became the head coach there, and he's kept them in a lot of games and, and frustrated the, the mess out of everybody in the league uh, with, with ball-control, defensive-minded, um, field-position football. And, and so we, we, we can't turn the ball over. We're going to have to match their physical nature of play. And I think their defense is really, really good. Maybe the best linebacker, one of the best linebackers in the country. The guy makes plays from sideline to sideline, and they will play man coverage and grab a hold of you and make you separate. And not anybody really in our league's done very well at getting away from them. So it's a, it's a huge game for us because it's the next one, but also the style of play is going to challenge us in ways that we really haven't been challenged in a couple of weeks. Will you talk to your team about making sure they handle the emotions of senior day? Yeah, we haven't really discussed senior day yet a whole lot. you got these super seniors that, that kind of already went through this and got an extra year. But I think the playing at home, senior day, and then the magnitude of what we're playing for, that's we're going to have to do a good job of controlling the emotions of the day, no doubt. Um, I mean, you, you never know exactly how each guy feels in that scenario. I remember my last game. I think most people do at, at home. and I'm hoping that we can maintain all that and, and still play really, really good ball and just – Take the next step. You'd like to build on what we did a week ago. Did you catch any of the San Diego State-Nevada game on film afterwards or see anything about that? No. You know, they were playing uh, as we were playing. Right. You know, John was on the sideline. He mentioned it. He mentioned the, uh, the score and that it was tight and it was coming down to the wire, but we really didn't watch it. And, and we didn't get back till 4.30 in the morning, so I, I moved straight on into to Wyoming as soon as I possibly could. But uh, I know there's a handful of teams on that side that are battling it out and playing great ball. I know there's still a couple big critical games to decide that, that side of the league as well as ours. So nobody's, nobody's in yet, and everybody's got to earn their way there. Coach, we appreciate a few minutes. Good luck against Wyoming. We'll keep following you and, uh, and see how this shakes out with two games to go. Talk to you next week, guys, hopefully after a win. That would be good. Thank you, Coach. Blake Anderson, Utah State football coach. The 8-2 and two Aggies, 5-0 and oh on the road. 
trailed by double digits in all five games and came back to win all five games. Hey, Snig Dog, did you hear about the uh, truck on the freeway? It was loaded with Vicks Vapor Rub and it overturned. Did you see that story? No. No, amazingly, there was no congestion for eight hours. Hey, oh! This segment, except for the last 20 seconds. You get it? You get it? I got it. I got it. (laughs) Brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air. Lee's Heating and Air wants nothing to do with the last comment. Lee's Heating and Air, home to the award-winning line of American Standard Furnaces and Air Conditioners. Call Lee's now for their $59 furnace tune-up special. Or visit them online at leesheatac.com. Your feedback next. Stay with us. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Uh, sounds like we got a great Monday morning with COVID PK. Uh, hope he takes care of himself. Doesn't spread it around because he sounds like he's got the bug. Don't spread no COVID, mister. People worried about your health, PK. You good to go? I'm going to miss you guys. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't have a feeling that question wasn't going to get a serious answer. (laughs) Come on. Time for your feedback, everything you think about, all the stuff we've been talking about. The Jazz have lost four out of five after a glorious 7-1 start. It has been a painful week for Jazz fans. Ugh, I'm feeling it. Tanner says they don't want it enough. No energy. They look tired. They're gassed already? 13 games into the season, you can't be tired. No. Randy says any team that hustles and plays physical could beat the Jazz. The Jazz think they can just show up and win. Even Bethune-Cookman? Bethune-Cookman. Now they're playing the Utes. That's a different deal. (laughs) He said any team. He said any team. Bethune-Cookman comes in and just pushes the Jazz around. Uh, I do think that you've got to be physical with the Jazz. If you want to get into a finesse game with them, you're crazy. They shoot the ball too well. I know they're not right now, but they're going to see a lot of that. That would seem to be the scouting report night in and night out for these guys. Rough them up, get under their skin? Absolutely. Okay. Don says ball didn't go in the hoop. Uh, classics never grow old. Thank you, Don. Thank you for that. Hence oh. their classics. Ball didn't go in the hoop. Michael says too soft. If you get physical, they fold up and start whining. Nobody wants to see him go after the refs anymore, PK. Let us boo the refs. We'll handle that. You guys play. Well, you can do that as long as you win. You can pretty much do whatever you want as long as you win. <laughs> there is that. Yeah. <laughs> Ben says, Larry Miller is in heaven pissed about the Jazz changing colors to something so stupid. He has cursed them. What have they changed? Uh, they got rid of the purple. It's gone forever? Uh, probably not. It seems to me like they wear six different uniforms, and I really don't know what color they're going to be on until I turn on the TV and see them. I, I, honestly, I look right through that. Yeah. Oh, what color did they wear in the last game? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I see it when they're playing, but I don't remember it for two seconds after it, the game is over. And it doesn't, it doesn't recognize with me. Yeah. Rob says, this is psychological. They believe the championship is won by holding back in the regular season. Oh, sort of like a, uh, a thoroughbred, and the, and the jock knows that he's exactly. got a big closing kick. Yeah. So, Wait till you what? get to the top of the turn to really cut yeah. loose. Yeah, and then maneuver your way. Okay, we'll see. Yeah, that's the funny thing about it, man. We're barely into a month into a six-month season here. Uh, <laughs> Jim says, too many fat cats and sacred cows. What's that mean? 
Uh, the Jazz have had it too good, and they're soft and sacred cows. Had it too good? In what way? Everybody's well played. They don't change up the roster that much in the offseason. Well paid. He's probably a guy who wants to move two or three guys and make a big trade and shake it up. Oh, yeah, go ahead. (laughs) They've they've actually done that before. This is, we're kind of getting, not, we're not quite to the spot in the season where they like to make the deal, but the November, December deal, I mean, the the last big one was Clarkson, right? And that was a December deal. Did you hear about the man who invented the Ferris wheel? You know, he never meant the man who invented the merry-go-round, and you know why? Well, they travel in different circles. Huge Shasta trailer. I think PK might be onto something. Just like Jake and Tony used to have theme days like We Don't Lie Wednesday, the DJ and PK may have just started Dad Joke Monday. Taking a run with it, PK. It's what you do. <laughs> Is that dad joke or bad joke? Uh, same thing. <laughs> I think he slurred over that. I couldn't tell. I know he said he said dad joke. But they are bad jokes. Well, you know, it's Thanksgiving season, right? Did you hear about the lady who went to the uh, buy turkey, and she asked the uh, worker there, these turkeys get any bigger? He said, no, no, they're dead. Greg, I believe the Jazz are doing a lot of jackpotting around out there and playing in tuxedos. There's a Jerry uh, Sloan fan. Yes, yes, yeah, I like that. Classic Jerry Sloan. <laughs> I, I jackpot around a lot. In fact, you, somebody accused me of doing it right now. Right. Uh, Utah joins BYU in the rankings, both in, good for the rest of the season. Jimmy says, welcome to the top 25, little brothers. The- Did you know that the Energizer Buzzy, Bunny was arrested and charged with battery? <laughs> nice. That was better. That was a step up. And... You know what uh, What should happen to whoever invented knock-knock jokes? No. The person should get the Nobel Prize. Get it? Knock-knock <sighs> knock, instead knock. of ringing the doorbell. Yeah, I got it. I mean, it's, it's not that complicated, PK. <laughs> Did I get it? Well, you could be dense or, come I on, can. Yach, back me up. Falk it University, I got to wear that. Some, uh, well, now should, I'm should I bring that promo back around and I, let, I, let, no, let it roll really, for another 24 really, hours? Really do that. You can be doing some random story on the internet. Or well, the now, right I'm, now I'm actually looking up more comments as you talk. So, yes, that can happen. Not looking up random stories, <laughs> random stories on the internet. <laughs> do it a lot. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Uh, I got one more before we leave, so but oh, you continue. No, go ahead. Please do share. Are you done? Yeah, why not? Okay. <laughs> I give up. Because you... it's sort of a philosophical think, uh, line here, and you really it's a deep thinking. You would take it on the surface, but I don't know you realize how deep it is. Okay, here we go. Ponder it. I'm pondering. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, Bring it. No matter how far you push the envelope, it'll always be stationary. Yak didn't like that. He's making a face. I thought that kind of fell in the middle range of what you were doing here today. Energizer Bunny was the best. The others were horrific. Yeah, Energizer Bunny is probably the best. Yeah. Okay, how about this one? You know, you want to sing in the shower, and it's all fun and games until you get shampoo in your mouth. And then, of course, at that point, it becomes a soap opera. Wah, wah. Mercifully, Jake and Ben are about ready to take over. Right here on 97. One other thing. Just kidding. And 1280 The Zone. See you tomorrow.